Okay, good evening everyone. We'll uh, begin uh, learning some uh, Hilchos Purim as we're finding ourselves now only a few weeks until Purim. So the, the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Tafresh Pei Vav and Archayim uh, points out the Minog that we know very well that on Erev, that Erev, uh, Erev Purim we have Tanis Esther where we uh, fast. The reasons for the fast, the reason for the fast is because that was the day that Am Yisrael preparing to fast, to, preparing to go to war, right, the war, they, uh, they fasted in preparation for war. Not because of the fast that necessarily that Esther fasted the three days after the, the decree came down. Some say that's another reason. But the, the main reason is because that when, they, when Am Yisrael goes to battle, so we go to battle first by diving to the Rebbe Shalom. Um, so the, the Mechaber points out that Ms. Am Yisrael giving Adar V'Michal Purim Be'echa B'Shavis Makdimin, so if Purim comes out on Sunday, we fast actually on Thursday. And the Ramah writes, V'tan it's not really a required fast, per se. Don't worry, okay? Don't get too excited. And therefore he says, you could be makele in certain scenarios. Kagon, mubaros, minikos, women who are pregnant, women who are, who are nursing, any person who's in this situation, someone has a fever, someone's sick, has the flu, etc. It's really not going to fast in Tanis Esther. And he even writes, even people who are, have a pain in their eyes, and they're mitzayrim harbe. They're really a lot of very, a lot, very just uncomfortable. They don't have to fast. So the, the point, the very first time I ever asked a shaila to refer to shachter my whole life, my first year in YU, I just got into yeshiva and I got a stomach virus just before for Purim. And so it was like a, a day or two after I was really sick, I I, uh, I came to shachter and I said it was like it was give me time to fast. The next day, I said I really still not feeling. I'm feeling pretty weak. I'm not really not feeling so well. I wouldn't still, I know, so so sick. And shachter said to me. So you'll fast next year. So the first time I ever, you know, that was my first shalach from Rosh Hashanah. So the, the bottom line is a person in any, in any normal scenario should fast Tanis Esther. But a person who is a particularly not feeling well, so Tanis Esther is typically the most lenient uh, of the fast. So if someone has a, has a shalach, so we can discuss it. But typically we treat it like a normal fast, but certainly a person who's in a you know, precarious situation, Tanis Esther is one of the more lenient types of fasts. Fine. Uh, of the halachos uh, of Purim, the, the most famous, obviously, is the Chiv of Kriyas Megillah. So the, the, the Mechaber writes in Simon Tafresh, Pei Zayin, Chayev Adam Likros HaMegillah Balala V'lach Zorav Nishnos HaBayom. person has to read the Megillah at night time, and then read it again by day. Something that for some reason has like, gotten lost by some people at times, that the, the requirement of reading the Megillah is absolutely the same. To fulfill the mitzvah is night and day. You have to do both. Um, there's, you can't just like hop it at night and then the day doesn't matter again during the day, the night doesn't matter. You have to, the, the, the mitzvah is to do both. And therefore, uh, men and women, their absolute obligation is to hit the Megillah both at night uh, and again uh, during the daytime. Fine. And what, what's the zman? V'shalayla zmana kolalayla, v'shalayom zmana kolayom. And so the nighttime Megillah is, you get the whole night until Eloza Shachar, until dawn in theory. And uh, Megillah during the day, the entire day. So, even if a person for some reason couldn't hear Megillah in the morning, you can hear Megillah up until Shkia. You can hear the Megillah if you had to. But a very important question is, what happens, what's the earliest time you can read the Megillah? So it says the Mechaber, When does daytime begin for, for Kriyas and Megillah? So the daytime begins at Neitzachama, at sunrise, which right now is about 6.40 in the morning or so. Okay, it'll be a little bit later by the time we get to, uh, to Perm itself. So that means that the ideal time for the Megillah is Nates, is sunrise. So what about earlier than that? If a person reads the Megillah from, from Amud HaShachar, from dawn, which is 
significantly earlier than that, typically 72 minutes earlier than that. So then that's already, uh, that's okay. So what's the, who cares? Why does it matter? It matters a lot for someone who finds himself going to work, let's say, on Purim. And a um, different question, the idea of going to work. But say a person is going to work on Purim, and they have to get out early. So they want to go to an early minion. So the halacha is, and the Mishnah Brewer points out, that if a person is stuck, they have no choice. If you're stuck, and you have to get to work early in the morning, you have to daven at an early minion, and that minion will read the Megillah before Neitzachama. It's possible. You read Megillah before Neitzachama. So if, it's, if you're stuck, then, then the chachila you can do so. Because Shas we say, we assume that whatever is bidiyevit becomes the chachila for you. So an individual has that scenario, so that's permissible. However, someone who's not going to work or doesn't need to be an early minion on per morning should not l'chachila go to a super early minion and hear the Megillah before, before Neitzachama because really the ideal time is from sunrise and on. So if a person has the option to daven at a, at a minion that, that will, again, most minyanim are going to at this point uh, not have a problem, but there will be some that are very early. So it's, if a person has the option to daven at you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, rather than daven at 6, so you're going to find yourself in a much better situation to fulfill Megillah l'chachila. Uh, so something to keep in mind, to keep in mind also. Um, okay. One other, uh, one other din. So we mentioned before, in Simon Tafresh Peites, the Mechaber talks about who's chayav in Megillah. So it says in Mechaber, so everybody must hear Kriyas in Megillah, anashim, v'nashim, v'gerim, v'avadim, v'shicharim, men, women, converts obviously, and those who are uh, even slaves who have been freed, which you don't find today anymore. Um, and children also should come to Megillah as well. So the one very important point is, and men and women have the same chiv, uh, basically the same, same type of chiv. And therefore, uh, a man has to hear the Megillah and a woman has to hear the Megillah as well. So that means very often at night, if a family has, has young children, the man and woman can't come at the same time. So the husband has to come and then get home so his wife can come and hear the Megillah. And same thing the next day. Same thing during the day. You know, everyone should make sure to set things up for your schedule to make sure that the, the husband can, can hear the Megillah and that the wife can hear Megillah as well. Because the, again, the requirement, women's requirement of the Megillah is kemat the same as men and therefore must, uh, they must make, make uh, arrangements to get to shul, to be able to hear wherever, to hear Megillah, nighttime and during the daytime. What about bringing children? So it's appropriate to bring children. Why? It's a mitzvah like any other mitzvah. So children who are higil achinuch, and again, to bring a higil achinuch for every mitzvah is different. The age for chinuch for, for different mitzvahs is, is, is not the same. So a child, you know, who's uh, able to wear a yarmulke because they're ready for a chinuch for a yarmulke at three years old, that's wonderful, doesn't mean they're higil achinuch for Kriyas and Megillah. Right? But a child who is already, depends on your kid, 10, 11 years old, 9, 10, even some kids who are 8 can handle it. To come and sit quietly from the Megillah, absolutely, you should bring them from the Megillah. However, if they're not at that age, they're not higil achinuch for the Megillah, then they should not come to, and Mr. Burr points this out, then they should not be brought to the Megillah. If you're going to bring a three-year-old or a four-year-old or a five-year-old to the Megillah, and the first clap of Haman, what's going to happen? They're going to start to cry and get nervous, so A, it's going to disturb other people. What's the other problem? You have to leave. Right? If your child is making noise, then you have to leave, and what's going to happen? Then you're going to miss hearing each and every word of the Megillah, and then you have to come back later. It becomes a big silent for a person who came out to the Megillah, had to take their kid out, you know, the last, the last five minutes, has to walk out of the Megillah, and now they're stuck. Gival, I didn't hear every word of the Megillah. Now what do I do? And they have to come back for the later reading. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, words to the wise. If you have a child who you think, if you're not sure, if that child is you can get a chinuch, better to be machmir, and, uh, or be mekel on the chinuch, be mekel and assume that they're not going to be able to make it, uh, make it to the end. And, you know, we have daycare and things set up for, for younger children. 
so that you can be able to, to be at the Megillah appropriately yourself, and certainly for A, yourself, you'll fulfill the obligation, and not certainly put yourself in a situation where you're disturbing others. So therefore, again, Anashim, Nashim, and, and, and Ketanim who are able for Chinuch should all be present at the Megillah both at night and during the day. And the age of Chinuch, again, we should know who our children are to be able to make the right decision.